This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get 10% off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for 10% off. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg, and Sebastian. We are here on the same podcast. Wow, that is definitely the first time we're both here on the same one because... Normally, it kind of just flows out my mouth like Berg's back. I was like, oh, whoa, we got both on the pod today. Let's go, boys. How we doing? What's up, guys? What's going on? It's been a yes, since the three of us has been, been together indeed. The stars have aligned. It must be a full moon or something. Mm. Must be a full moon or a full World Cup season. That's what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> a little punny right there. <laughs> That woke up. That woke up. That's what we're gonna talk about today, guys. We gotta give a little, um, a little synopsis on the World Cup um, teams. That well, I don't know. I had some. I was pretty upset by some result. I don't know what result that upset you guys, but I have a few that upset me. Mm. You know, I, I'm ready to get that off my chest, and I've been stressed just, <laughs> just giving it all to myself, man. I gotta vent. That's right. That's right. But first, before we get into the episode, of course, shout out to our chief sponsor, Nordstick. They are the number one provider for doing Nordic curls, anything Nordic hamstring related at home, on the road, in the gym, anywhere you go, the Nordstick can definitely help you stay healthy, fit and stay on the field. So shout out Nordstick real quick. Uh, Sebastian, like what's been on your mind? I know, I know you probably watch more footy than the both of us combined. So like, what's been your observation so far? Like, what do you see? It's been, I, I hate to say it because it's been so, I've been so conflicted with this World Cup and so many other, other things going on. I was like, do I even want to watch it? But hey, I feel like it's been arguably the best World Cup that in my lifetime and like my being aware of it lifetime, like probably the first one I ever watched was like 06 intently. It's probably the best one for upsets, game quality, the drama going to PKs. Um, I, I've really enjoyed it so far. So I hope, and for listeners, we're, we got semifinals coming up, so that, that's where we're at as far as results. But I, I really hope that these last few games um, keep up with it so that we can keep enjoying the games, and we'll see who ends up champions. Mm. Yeah, by the time you guys will be listening to this episode, the semifinals will both be over. Um, recording this on Monday night, semifinals are Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Berg, we got two pretty big games. Why don't we... Why don't we have some fun here? Why don't we give our predictions live here on the pod and we'll give some insight behind them. And then you guys, the listeners, will be able to see exactly who was right and who was wrong. So, Berg, we got two big semifinals. We have Croatia and Argentina, and we also have Morocco and France. Who do you, who do you got? So I got to give some context, you know, you got to give you guys some context because I'm Haitian. And as you know, <laughs> if you're from Haiti, you're, hey, you're, you're, my team never make it to the World Cup. So I can't really like represent my team because 
my team's never in a World Cup. So all Haitian people have two teams that they support whenever there's a World Cup. It's either Brazil or Argentina. And if when those two those two fans hate each other. <laughs> right? So my team got eliminated <laughs> by Croatia, of course. And of course I want Croatia to win because I don't want Argentina to win anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can't hear those the, the opposition in my ears talking about where, you know, like we got the job done because Brazil couldn't get the job done, but Argentina got the job done. Argentina arguably doesn't have a team, to be honest, which I still don't know how they they're going through. Like seriously, like it's 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 this guy. The, the, the well, I wish you guys could see our faces and our reactions. But if that. Messi got injured, it's over. And I don't. It's, it's, Brazil, on the other hand, just come on, man. Like you got it. You you can't you can't score, and then just get complacent. Now you're dealing with a team that is arguably tested. Like they battle tested. They battle ready. Croatia actually made it to the final four years ago, and they had three games, three knockout stage game where they went into penalty. Either penalty or they went into overtime. So that team is tested. So the fact, oh, man. As you can see, I'm very disappointed by, by um, the loss. But, hey, I cannot. All right. It will hurt me. If well, why, why don't you give your, your prediction for France versus Morocco, and then we'll France we'll, versus uh, Morocco. So that, that one's a good one. That was a good one. Like I honestly, I don't think Morocco stand a chance. But then again, they've been they've been proving us wrong this whole tournament, so you can't count them out. But that French team, man, is 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 it's legit. It's that's the that's the the only team so far that I've seen, and I, I have no doubt that they're gonna make it to the final. But hmm. Morocco has been proven that they can cause some big upsets. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get another upset. Um, on Wednesday, I'm hoping Morocco score a goal on like 89th minute, and then they just like barricade like Mourinho style, and then um, friends don't make it out. But the way they've been playing, it's unbelievable. Giroud is still looking like a like a prominent, ready to buy striker every year. I'm like, man, Giroud is still playing. Like, why is he still doing there? And then you look same at same player, 15 to 17 goals a season every year. It's yep. insane. For the past five years, Gio has been consistent, but nobody, <laughs> nobody looks at him. <laughs> it's one of those strikers that just goes under the radar where you look at the stats and say, oh, man, I can use this guy in my team. Like 15 goals a season? Absolutely. I know a lot of strikers in the Premier League that are not scoring 15 goals a season. He's mm-hmm. doing great. So I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for an upset, but... That would be the most entertaining thing. Like I want Morocco to win like one nothing. That's 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 what I want. So I'll go with that as my prediction. But seeing how the French team is set up, I don't know if that's going to happen. Hmm. Sebastian, what do you got? Next <laughs> you go last. All right, all right. Um, let me touch on uh, France and Morocco as well. I think. If Morocco is going to win, it's a one-goal win, either 1-0, 2-1, or they win in PKs. Um, I don't think they have the depth to really get into extra time and like compete like 50-50. Like they're going to have to be bunkered in, like you talked about, kind of like Mourinho style, like park the bus. And, and that's okay. You got to get results however you get them. But who I want to win, 
continues being Morocco. They beat in Portugal. They beat Spain. As, as far as this game goes, you know, we'll talk about the rest in a second. But as far as this game goes, I want Morocco to win. They beat in two colonizer countries. Beat another one. <laughs> do it. Do it for history. <clears throat> like, why not? Just do it. Do it. Do it for the rest of the world. Everyone wants to see it. Everyone outside of France wants to see it. Why not? They beat two colonizer countries. That's that's that is that is. I, I respect that. I respect that. that. <laughs> Oh wow! So that, that's what I want to happen. I, th- I think they have the, the the players and the potential to do it. This dude Amrabat's been playing nasty the whole time. Um, Nasiri jumped so high up in the air to get that header against Portugal. They have they have the players and the top tier talent to do it. I think it's just like France is so deep; it's really tough. Um, I mean, when when I think about it, to be honest, like there's no loss for them. Like there's no loss for them. If they lose to friends, they still win. Like they made it this the only African team that made it this far into the tournament. I think this is their first or second World Cup, right? I don't think they've made it a lot in I, I couldn't imagine too many times, especially when the World Cup was what, twenty four teams. I, I don't I don't see them making yeah, it too often. Too many times. Yeah. Like this is like the first time, like uh, so it, it no matter what, even if they, they turn out to be fourth in a tournament. They still win, still a lot of money for their for their um, football federation to invest in the future of of soccer in Morocco. It's it's still a win. It's still a win, big time. Like a lot of those players are gonna get like nice contracts now because they getting they getting looks for sure. They're gonna get the big money moves to bigger teams and the bigger leagues, hundred percent. Yeah, like either way, it's it's a win, man. It's a win for for all these guys. I have a lot of Moroccan friends. Man, like the group chat is just—they—they they just can't stop talking. <laughs> they are so happy. Like yeah, I live uh, it. a city. There's a—I live a city over. Um, the uh, 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 the city has just, is just populated with Moroccans, and when they won against Portugal, like they, you can you you can go through through that city like cops everywhere. Everyone was celebrating. Like it's it's still a win. By far, like the biggest surprise in the tournament. Japan and South Korea gave me some surprise too, but mm. Morocco, biggest surprise. And I agree with what you said, man. This is the best World Cup I've seen in terms of competition. Like in mm. the past, you know, Brazil or or or, or France or um, Germany would, would would take it because those are the powerhouse. Those are the one that used to win all the time. Now it's like the rest of the world has catch have caught up. Like you, you have to show up and you have to ball out because you don't. Like look at South Korea <laughs> causing upset, Japan causing upset. You can't count any team out anymore. But you know we we know <laughs> we know they didn't have to get <laughs> no no <laughs> from the start. No, but everybody else surprise. Ghana gave me some surprise. Like you know, there's a few teams that I thought would make it. And then, like, it didn't make it. Like, Costa Rica made it to the group stage. I, I was surprised because I thought they were done. And then, boom, like, they won. Like, Joel Campbell is still playing football. <laughs> he's still there. He is still there. He works, he works. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What do you, who, who, what's your prediction? I, I, my prediction, I only want one thing. I want one thing 
I need Messi and La Tercera, man. He needs to bring that cup back to Argentina. So I am going to predict anything to give him the easiest path to the final and to win it. So I I really think that, listen, Croatia, here's the thing with Croatia, right? They're a great team. They're a great team and they work well as a unit. Uh, What I think that Argentina does extremely well is their attackers are great 1v1. They can always beat just one person and their defenders can always defend 1v1, right? So in my head, I'm like, if you can win the 1v1 battles, you have any chance to win any game, especially when Croatia, the, the biggest threat I think to Argentina is like raw athleticism, right? And Croatia, I don't think they have that really. Um, so I like who in this midfield, really, who in this midfield, when Messi drops deep, who in the midfield is going to stop him? I don't see it. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't. And especially. He's to take his legs out. He, he's going to try to. He's the but only it's, one that maybe can. He, he, it's not like he's he's like a, a lockdown, like CDM, like a, like a Casemiro. It's like, oh, yeah, I got him type of thing. You know? So I, I honestly don't see Croatia having a chance against Argentina unless they play possession the entire time. And then you have Messi and then Alvarez, maybe Di Maria, Lautaro on the counter. You don't want any part of that. So I, I, bench, bro. yeah, he's been hurt. He's been <laughs> hurt, man. But he he came on. He played a little bit. He listen. If Di Maria has to play, he'll play, man. He'll play. If it's time to play, he'll play. Here's the way I see it: they they lock up Messi the entire game, fouling a bunch of time, and then he can't do much. If you can lock up Messi, which is hard to do, but if you can, I've seen it done. You can lock up Messi and then play counter attack all the time. Like you might win, like score a goal like 80, 89th minutes, and then lock the game up. I, who, who's gonna lock? Who's strategy? I think who's who's gonna lock him up though? And then who's gonna score on the counter? It's collective. It's a collective thing. No, it's a collective I midfield. I don't. The I only don't, person yeah, that could do that is Mbappe, man. Nah, bro. I don't. I don't see it. I, the only team I'm scared of is France. That's the only team I'm scared of. So I'm really hoping that that game goes to 120 minutes and Morocco wins on penalties and everybody's dead exhausted because Wednesday. Because again, that game is on 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 Wednesday. So Wednesday to Sunday, it's not a lot of recovery. I'm hoping Messi takes care of the game early. They're chilling the second half and then the other game, let it go to 120 minutes. Messi's gonna bring it home, man. He's gonna bring it home. He's gonna bring it. He has to. And I got a he's been he's been showing up so far, man. It's like so so far, men of the like it's he's been the man for Argentina. Like every time I'm watching, I'm like, damn, Messi's not getting the ball right now. And then I'm looking, and then they give him like space with like five seconds on the ball. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like he's on top of the box. Mad time with the ball. What do you do? Sure enough, you saw that assist in the last oh, game. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't exist. It didn't exist, man. But, I mean, like, it wasn't we're, there. It was you're there. Talking, you're talking like this isn't the best player of all time. Like, that's what I'm saying. He is the best, man. He's, he's got to win it. He's going to find it. He's going to create opportunities. He's just going to need his teammates to not to like put one away. Yeah, yeah. Lautaro's got to put one away, man. Guys, you don't understand. I'm watching the game at, at wait, was it? Yeah, I'm watching the game at work, and I'm like, yo, there was nothing there, nothing yeah. there. Like I, like 
there was absolutely nothing there. That assist was just like world class. In between the leg, ugh, this is crazy. But I know Ronaldo is at home right now, just like cursing the gods <laughs> because because it's like, damn, if Messi wins this, he might win another Ballon d'Or. Oh yeah, if he wins, it's locked up. It's locked up. It's locked up. If Modric won it in 2018 after doing that, then yeah, give it to Messi. Let's do it. Give it to him right now. Nothing. No, no, no. He did, uh, he did amazing like, in 2018. He deserved it. He, he deserved it. He deserved it. But I'm saying if he deserved it, then Messi, yeah, Messi deserves this one too. It's like flashes, you know? It's like flashes. Like, Modric was dominant on the midfield. With Messi, this tournament, it's just flashes. Like, okay, I don't see him doing much. And then when it matters, boom. It's like Zinedine Zidane in 1998. Well, that's what you got to do. Like, that's what you have to do if when you're a 35 year old player and all these young kids are trying to run around you. Like, you have to pick your moments, and he's the best at picking his moments. My God, dude. But, like, Andy, that, you, that you is, talked is, about. I saw that assist, and I was like, <laughs> yep. Like, no, that was it. Like, I, I saw the pass go off. Like, I was like, that's a goal. Like, if the, if just, the player can take a touch, it's a goal. Legit. I just sat down and just like, damn, like, like he's good. Yep. Like for for 30, 35 year old is good. Mm-hmm. Yep, thirty five. Andy, you're you're talking about how like oh I don't see Croatia being able to counter. I don't see them be able to bunker in. But like, what do you think their strategy was against Brazil? The, this, Listen, well, man, it's that, not that, exactly that. Yeah, no. That, and then, that, and then that, how did they get their goal at the end? They it, countered, it, and it it, it yeah. helped. Yeah, they, that it did helped. You know, they still got the W. They, 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 they made it far. Yeah, it helped. Got, it's the same strategy. They now let me. Boys at the top that can settle the ball down. Let somebody run next to it. It's just like I feel like with Brazil, you had a lot of players to watch out for, but so, for some reason, on paper, on paper, Croatia had a lot of players to watch out for. And then during the game, I didn't see much. You just, it just, it just Neymar orchestrated a goal like all by himself. You could see him orchestrating the whole goal, and then, and then they let up at the end. But honestly, like e- even after watching the Croatia match versus Brazil, I watched probably the first 80 minutes, and then I had to leave. But I, I really felt like Brazil played better. No, they they, played, they lost, but they played better. Yeah, they did. You know? So I, 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 I'll take my, my luck with the team that plays better every time. <laughs> you know? If they happen to lose while playing better, I don't know. Like, shit just happens, you know? Sometimes the better team doesn't win. But. The gods of football always say this, man. Now, you can have mad possession you want, but if you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, you ain't winning. That's what happened. You didn't, just, like, there, are some, there are other opportunities that Brazil could have put it behind them, but they didn't. Look at what happened with Kane. Like, How can you sky that mm. penalty? That was crazy. <laughs> You don't let the same player take a PK twice in the game against his oh, club teammate. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, let's let's pause right here. We'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I will come back and let's talk about more about Harry Kane because I'm I'm uh, I'm curious as to what you guys have to think about that topic. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer. You need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, 
There's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. All right, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Um, Harry Kane, penalty miss. That was, oh, that was a, it was a bad miss, right? Like it wasn't even, it was just, oof. Now, I, I actually had this discussion with a few players today, but like, you, you said it yourself, Sebastian. You were like, yeah, the same player shouldn't take it twice. Who won England should have? Why can't you take it twice? Yeah, like, why not? Taking a lot of penalty in games, right? Why, why shouldn't you take it twice? Well, I think part of it is like is this, the psychology of it. And then like you're like, okay, do I? And it, it kind of goes, it, it's like game theory of like, oh, well, I pick the same side twice. Well, I pick the middle. Well, the goalie died the same way. And I think it's just a lot of stuff to think about. And I mean, he took it. If there's anyone I want to take it twice, it's probably him because he's great at PKs. But if I'm looking at the rest of that team, you have Jordan Henderson, who's also really good at PKs. Um, maybe you don't want to put on Bukayo Saka after what happened in the Euros. But I think it's just in retrospect, right? Mm-hmm. I think if I'm coaching that that game, I probably would let him take it again, especially if he's the main kicker and he wants to take it again. Why not go take it? But now in retrospect, I, I, can, <laughs> I can go back and be like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have taken it because he mm-hmm. let the pressure get to him. Also... The amount of time that passed between the foul and the penalty kicks being taken at those two penalty kicks was ridiculous. It felt like five minutes passed by. It's a long time. Where the kick was actually taken. That's a long time to think about it. Long time to think about what it means for England, what it means because you're the captain. This might be maybe not your last World Cup, but the last World Cup you play at like your peak of your career. You've never won a trophy because you play for Tottenham. Like. <laughs> It's a lot to think about. Wait, what are you thinking about all that before taking a penalty? You got five minutes, bro. I don't know. What you... I've, I've never been at a World Cup quarterfinal oh, ticket, so I can only think about what he might be thinking about. Oh, man, I, I think I think you overcomplicated, man. Just like, you know, put the ball in the same spot, bro. Like, there's no shot he could have gotten it. Like, But, you know, of course, he got, got to overthink. That, the, the refereeing, in that game was horrible. Like they oh, were it was a terrible. Penalty, penalty for England, if you count it. Like, there were a lot of fouls in the box, but the, the, the keeper didn't call it. And even those he called, it was like after review. Like, there were clear penalties. I don't know, man. When, when Teo was saying, oh, shoulder, 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 I was like, bro, you weren't looking at the ball and you drove into that guy's back. I'm saying, like, how are you complaining about this? It was like a running back. It was like something. It was like some a linebacker trying to like 
kill somebody. Like, yeah. Don't even allow yeah, we know football. that he's not going to get the ball, but at least like try to do shoulder to shoulder or shield. No, like he literally pushed push the guy with his shoulder from the back. Yeah. And the keeper, the, the referee thought it was okay. I'm like, wait, what is this? Like, seriously? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, there's some time when it's your time to win, it's your time to win. There's nothing. Like the gods of football said, now nah, it's not your time, man. Now, who who are your guys, like, uh, we'll say player of the tournament so far in your eyes? It's, it's between Messi and Mbappe. Like, there's, there's, mm. no, there's no other. Like, it's legit between Messi and Mbappe. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, like Morocco's had a lot of players kind of step up and play really well. You know, they have Hakimi on the Siri. They got um, Mizrawi, who didn't play this last round. He'll be back for the France game, which is huge to kind of fight against Mbappe and their wingers. But, I mean, for me, it's messy just because, I mean, you said it. I don't necessarily agree that he has no team, but I think Mbappe has a lot more help around him. Oh, my God. Mbappe, the whole team is stacked, bro. Yeah, and Argentina, I think, has quality, but Messi has to do a lot more. And he's done it successfully to get him to this point. So that that's why I would pick him for player of the tournament so far through the quarterfinals. But, I mean, it's all about who does it in the last two games. I Actually, I let's let's rewind. I forgot you said that, Berg. Man, listen, they, they have a good team, man. They have a good team. Much better than four years ago. Much better than eight years ago. This is a good team, man. Like, it's a solid team. And the fact that solid. all these dudes, all these dudes grew up with when Messi was at his peak, so they literally play for him. They, there's been multiple dudes that come out and they say, I care more about winning this for Messi than I care about myself winning a World Cup. This, this so this he just has the support now that he never great. has before. We got, we got Messi orchestrating everything. That's one player. Like He gets injured, you, you, you're done. Well, I think that's he gets part injured, of why... He gets, you roll his ankle, you're done. Like, oh, you can say that about a lot of players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, goes out, like, who's going to replace him on France? Like, yeah, they'll have good players, but at the same time, like, are they going to be anywhere near that level? No. And so mm-hmm. I think Argentina hasn't played Dybala because if Messi does get hurt, he's the only natural backup because the reason they don't play together is because they occupy the same spaces. Now, Dybala, not the same level as Messi, but he's a damn good player. Yeah, he's, he's, good. he's good. He's good. He's good. He's I mean, really it's, it's good. Like Argentina is like, it's like England in a sense, right? You look at the team on paper, you're like, there's no no shot that they're not, they're not going to win. Like, look at all this these people like and then you go on the field and then it's like the chemistry i think for argentina the biggest issue was the chemistry because every time i'm looking at the players it's just like it's just messy doing everything and i'm like okay so who else is stepping up because at one point you know if they like messy down somebody else gonna have to step up and that's where like Di maria comes in and that's where like the rest of that midfield being more solid than it has been comes in because they have players that can get wide and get crosses in. Lautaro, before this tournament, has been good at finishing crosses off. Um, and I think that we we aren't noticing that in the last like two, three years, Argentina hadn't lost before coming into this World Cup. They lost their first game, but before that, they hadn't lost in a long time. 34 on the interesting. Yeah, 34 straight games without a loss. Like You don't take that lightly. And that's, that's, what, that's what South American competition, that means they played Brazil a few times. They played all the other South American teams in the Copa America and World Cup qualifying, like, they're playing good team. And I hate to say it, because I'm Colombian. I don't like Brazil or Argentina. I don't want either of them to win. But, like, Argentina's been killing it coming into this tournament, so, like, I'm not surprised. Yes, I think Brazil and France have better teams, but at the end of the day, it's all down to 50-50 when you actually play. 
I mean, you guys are right. Like, they have a good team. But my expectation for Argentina is a little bit higher. You know, you have higher expectations. I'm expecting them to just blow by and and, and, and win against most teams. And then maybe in the semifinal, they might lose. But I didn't expect that to be like – it's like it's like a battle to, to, to get three points in this tournament. Like, it was, it's, 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 it was that serious. I feel you. I just think – I mean, we said it earlier too. But the rest of the world is catching up. You know, Germany lost to Japan. Spain lost to Japan. Like, France has been played close. Like, England, I think, played better for portions of that game. But France is also the most talented team here. Yeah, they have mm. they have the... Like, I'm telling I, I you, Pop is here, man. Like, yeah, man, that's... You, who, who did they play um, before England? Was it... Who did they play before they won, like, 3-1 three, three, or something like that? You see those goals that were they Switzerland? Were they destroyed Switzerland? Because that was sad. <laughs> it, it was Switzerland. I think that they beat. Was it? It might have been Switzerland, actually. Yeah, yeah they beat high oh. a lot. They put a put a oh. beat down on them. Mbappe was. You see the goals that he scored, like just yeah. goals with authority. Yeah, man. Too like curler, <laughs> and then he took his time, and he's like, "Oh, you giving me time in the box? Oh, hold <laughs> that upper ninety, precise." Yeah. I was like, "Yo, he's here." The, those were Ballon d'Or goals, like straight I was, up. I was you like, know? "Oh no, no, he's he's here for real." And yeah. he's like twenty three. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun watching him against his teammate Hakimi, though, because Hakimi, I think, is probably the best right back in the world. Mm. So watching them go one v one should be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Now I actually, I actually saw a uh, a quote earlier, and Sebastian, it kind of speaks to your point of. <laughs> the whole colonizer issue, but um, because <laughs> w- what it was essentially saying was, yeah, now it's getting to the point where a lot of these traditionally big powerhouses, um, their infrastructure is great, their setup is great, but it's always been a case of these larger countries. A lot of these players have split nationalities. Like Mbappe could play for three countries. A lot of people don't know that, and a lot of the times it's like, well, you know, a French scout saw me first. So I was playing since France, since I was U13, all the way up till U23. And then, yeah, it's natural that I play for them as a national team because they're the ones who, you know, believed in me and gave me my initial chance. Um, you can see that with some of the American players as well. And now I'm, I'm starting to see um, more quotes and more initiatives from smaller countries saying, you know what, all the money that we get from FIFA, yes, we're going to invest in our own infrastructure, but it's all about scouting for us, right? We're going to go into France. We're going to go into England. We're going to go into these countries that maybe traditionally a lot of our, our ancestors have, have migrated to. And we're going to see, you know, who's, who's got a passport, you know? And are you, do you have a cap yet? And if the answer is yes and no to those two questions, then, you know, let's bring you in. And I was even reading stories of even Hakimi, right? Um, I didn't know this, but he grew up as, as Spanish descent and he was in Real Madrid's academy. Yeah, he he could have played for Spain. Yeah. He could have played for Spain. Morocco got him. You know? So if more countries can do that, Berg, I'm even imagining, like, you, you even look at the Haitian national team. How many of those players there play in the U.S., play in lower divisions of France, and they just yeah, so happen to be Haitian? So it's like, yo, let's grab you, you know? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them playing in the lowest division. Hey, man. And I, I work with a bunch of players that... Like, I work with a bunch of players that do that. I got a couple players I work with that they've gone tried out for the Haitian U20 team. 
um, a lot of dudes in Atlanta. I look at like teams like El Salvador, Nicaragua, like those teams, they, they look here. And a few of them have now, from the Atlanta area alone, have gone down to represent those U20 teams. Because, yeah, their families move here because of like things that are going on in their country. But then they're here and like they get, I'm going to speak based on my experience coming from Colombia, but like they get better education, better access to healthcare, better access to fields, better access to everything. But, you know, you might not make it for the U.S. team right now, but guess what? you got a whole other country you can go represent. And who doesn't want to go represent a country? Who doesn't want to go play in CONCACAF or FIFA uh, World Cups? Like, if you get that opportunity, you're going to take it. That's why Ghana got Inaki Williams. They got Lamptey. You got all these dudes at the last minute to go and join up for the World Cup. Ghana didn't really have a striker beforehand, and then they got one of the best ones in Spain. So yeah. I think I think it, it could be its own episode, but I think it's also a slippery slope, right? You look at Jamaica in this last World Cup qualifying cycle, and then they had... Um, mm-hmm. On that show, Captains on Netflix that just came up, there was a huge divide among the guys that came over from England that had never even been to Jamaica. They were just born to Jamaican parents. Oh, wow. And there was oh, really? Guys, like the English dudes and the guys that are from Jamaica, and then they did poorly in World Cup qualifying. So I, I recommend, if you're interested in that topic, go back and watch that that show. It's called Captains on Netflix. Captains. A lot of good insights on that. Yeah, I can wow, that is... It can be a, a big issue because you've never been to the land, and now you're playing... And then you're starting before me and I put in the work, or oh, hell no. And you live there the whole <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's wow. tough. So I think it's a slippery slope, but I think that there's a lot of room for it, for sure. That's intense, man. That's actually, wow, that is, oof, oof, man. I remember, <laughs> I, I funny story about that. I remember one time when I was 14, I went back to Colombia just for like a month long. My parents made me go. And my mom put me into like this like soccer classes or whatever. And I was the only American kid there. I spoke Spanish still because um, I always had to speak it at home. But then people could tell I wasn't from Colombia. People could tell like I didn't live there. I had left when I was six. And all these kids are looking at this kid pulling up with like nice cleats because like you get cleats in the U.S. and like they're still playing like sneakers or borderline barefoot. And they would pick on me the entire time because I wasn't from there. Mm. And I'd be like, well, like I get it. Like I'm gonna finish this month and I'm gonna go back home and like have my like AC and like heat in the winter and you guys are gonna like still be here and like I feel for it but like what can I do so I can't imagine mm-hmm. making it onto a national team after all these dudes have been through everything and then you just come in right before the World Cup and you take somebody's roster spot yeah yeah no and then maybe there has to be some sort of um like maybe more, more regulation more regulation of like you know when the qualifying cycle starts here's a list of players that we might bring in in the next like two, three years or, or something like that. Cause it, it would really suck, you know, to, to really be part of a team and imagine like you being one of those players that maybe you're not, you're not on the starting 11, but you're, you're a bench player and you know, you're giving your, your whole heart throughout the whole qualifying cycle. And then at the end, not even because of injury, you just lose your spot because somebody who's better takes it. And, you know that 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 hurts, man. Because like you were you were part of that team and you did nothing wrong and you just lost your spot. Not even not even a, a fair competition. Well, technically, yeah, fair competition. But man, that I mean, must it just comes down tough. to federations and managers figuring out what's going to work best for their team. Yeah, and that's that's mm-hmm. why I need a good coach and a good yep. manager to like um, <clears throat> work this out. Because I can see how there can be some some argument going on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought that was really interesting. And um, yeah, what was that show on Netflix again? I'm, I'm gonna look that up. Actually, Captains. 
Yeah, yeah they follow guy. Thiago Silva. They follow uh, Luka Modric as well. So it's a fun mm. to watch. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I, we can't go this whole episode without talking about this. Um, disappointment of the tournament. I, there's a name in my head, but Berg, who's, who's disappointment for you? <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> I think I think Germany was a disappointment for me. Again, um, <laughs> Germany was one. <laughs> the fact that Italy didn't even qualify that that was a disappointment too. Because I was like, whoa, they didn't even qualify. Uh, Germany, Germany, and Spain. Yeah, Germany and Spain. I expected these guys to show up. I mean, we talking about the yeah, football. In, in in their country, no, nobody they didn't qualify. That's crazy. Spain really doesn't know how to produce strikers anymore. No, like, yeah, they don't produce strikers anymore. Man. They're like, so you have to shoot. Nah, nah, you're gonna be brought down to like the U17s if you were in the U19s. You you gotta pass somewhere. I'm like, when your striker is Morata, that's 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 when I'm like, alright, they don't they don't have strikers. It's it's Morata, and it's it's the second World Cup cycle of Morata. Like, you know, it's... people didn't like him back then either. No, <laughs> all due respect, like he's a good player. Like, there's a reason he's been on top tier teams his whole career. But like, he's not he's not the guy. Mm-mm. It's not, not the guy that you can count on. That I was gonna give you. All right, so we know do or die. I know he's gonna do something. Yeah. He's not that creative player either. Like so, I don't. I don't understand. Like, dude, you know, Spain used to be stacked with like world class strikers, like in the early two thousand. But that's that's not the case anymore. I th- I think the same problem is what Germany has too. Because uh, after Mario Gomez and Miroslav Klose, who's they who they had? Kai Havertz isn't a striker. Like yeah, th- I think that's, that's part of the, part of the reason why like something is missing. They do they do a great job building up. They get tons of expected goals, but who's there to put them away? I was I was watching uh, the game against South Korea, <laughs> and they put they put up the stat on TV: so recovery the time for recovery, like ball recovery time for Spain, seven seconds. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that midfield is working, but they can't put the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say, like, my, my, well, I have two. One, Cristiano. Um, he's really not that great anymore. Maybe I'm just late. I, I always had faith because I, I, I just think of him at Real Madrid. And, you know, he, he was really, really, really good. And, man, it is, it is poor from him now. It is just, it's so bad. It's, it's so sad. As a Ronaldo fan, like even myself, I'm like, yo, he's really done. Like, and it's not pretty. No. Because he's, he's frustrated. You can see that he's frustrated because he used to play at a high level. And now it's like, I can't, I can't see, I can't, I can't see the Ronaldo anymore. Even the Ronaldo from three years ago was like so much better. I can't see that in him. I don't know if it's because of lack of playing time um, at Man United. So he's not that sharp. But he was just so much so that uh, he was bench. And the guy that replaced him scored a stunner. <laughs> yeah. It's like a stunner, too. And I was like, oh, shoot, Ronaldo's not starting anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so sad. And my second disappointment is honestly 
Europe as a whole, I'm kind of going through the groups right now. Um, Wales finishing last, one point. Denmark finishing last, one point. Germany, not through, four points. Belgium, not through, four points. Serbia, finishing last, one point. It's a lot of finishing last. For a continent who has the most spots in the tournament, I'm just saying, man, let's let's get some... Do they really deserve, what is it, 13, 14 spots? They don't deserve any more going into the next World Cup cycle. Like, that's they, they don't deserve more. The rest of the world deserves more. Europe does not. Like, it's... It's, it's, it's just a fact. And honestly, you take Mbappe out of France, and I don't think they're that hot either. So I, I just, I'm just disappointed in Europe in general. Like this whole Eurocentric view, it's, it's, I think it's, it's coming to an end. But um, yeah, the rest of the world is catching up to see all those teams finishing last. Wow. Wait, you have got 13 spots for real? I think they have 13 spots in the World Cup in total. And how many spots does Africa have? Five. I, I, yeah, not much. No, they got five. Yeah. yeah, in Africa, the World Cup qualifying is ridiculous. Then in South America, Africa, you you have like all these groups, and then eventually the the top finishers in ten groups they go into uh, home and away, where it's one like one team against the other, and there's five of those matchups, and then the winner of that matchup is the one that goes to the World Cup. So qualifying is ridiculous. That's like why Nigeria didn't make it. Um, so. I mean, I, I think Africa deserves more spots. I'm biased. And I think South America that's, that's deserves a more big spots. Continent, bro, there should be more yeah. spots for Africa. Yeah, yeah, And I think the teams that made it did a good job of proving why they deserve more spots. Yeah, yeah. Senegal finishing second. Um, Australia, Australia. Their region has half of a spot. Half. They're not in that, they don't even not have that one anymore. They're not in that region anymore. Oh, they left that region. They're not there anymore. They only get half. None. Um, I think uh, they left it and joined the Asian Federation um, because Oceania is its own. So Australia left because they were like, we win this and we only get half a spot. We still have to play the best team from South from uh, Central or South America. Yeah. Um, it's always it was so now New Zealand usually makes it out of Oceania and then Australia and then so that's where like Japan and um, South Korea also made it from. Yeah, Japan made it through. South Korea made it through. Australia made it through. Saudi Arabia did not play poorly. They really they didn't. Well. They played, they, well. they played well. well. Got a Wolves voice, man. Come on, bro. For real, man. <laughs> I would have loved to be the 25th player on that roster. Yeah, that would have been incredible. I wonder if the staff got him too. That'd be tight. No, but we can't. We can't talk about the disappointments and not talk about your team, though, Berg. You can't tell me Brazil losing at any stage is not a disappointment. I've been I've been disappointed since um since um 2006, bro. <laughs> but I, honestly, you, I, thought, I, I thought this was why, the best right? team they had in a long time. I'll tell you why. I was born in 18, 1989, right? The first memory I've got was Brazil winning against Italy in nineteen ninety four. Roberto Baggio was taking the last penalty, and he's. He did a hurricane, skydiving, and Brazil won. Damn, and in 1998, Zinedine Zidane killed me. I'm still having nightmares today <laughs> about how this dude performed. Like I was like devastated. Brazil played amazingly well throughout the tournament, and then they lost three nothing in the final. Now that that was that was that hurt. That hurt. 
and then 2002. Woo! Mm. What a World Cup, man. What a World Cup. <laughs> that was like, that team was unstoppable, bro. And then, ever since then, it's just been downhill. Like, Germany destroyed Brazil in that, in that one. Um, 2014 that, 2000, in Brazil? 2010 World Cup. They just destroyed Oh, 2010. Like 8-1 or something like that. No, that, that was 2014 in the semis. That's the one where, um, every, when, when Neymar died and they had his oh. before that game. <laughs> well, he broke his back. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that that Brazil Colombia match. That was that was Brazil Colombia, right? Where they they like broke his back. Yeah, on the back he had he fractured one of his vertebrae, and yeah, that, that, that that guy was getting death threat. Yeah, you don't mess around like that, though. <laughs> yeah, Brazil. It's been it's just been downhill. I had high hopes um, for that team. Richarlison was. Scoring amazing goals, like I had high hopes, and then they just let up and and lost in penalty. That was like I was like, oh god! Like at least you know it, it was to penalty and not like a two-one something like that. So they mm-hmm. they lost in penalty. That doesn't count for me. But when Germany did us dirty in two thousand ten, like that was like I remember where I was. I was I was in school. I was in school and I watched that game on my on my laptop and I was like, oh, God, this is this is horrible. And I feel like that was when memes were first becoming a thing. And the amount of seven one memes were, was ridiculous. Yeah. It was amazing. It, it was still amazing. comes around every either January seventh or July first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Bird's not laughing. <laughs> Bro, I, don't, I don't feel bad. I, I love all my Brazilian friends. I have a lot of them. I got a lot of Brazilian coaches and players I've worked with, but they were so cocky this entire tournament. They were so overconfident that I got uh, schadenfreude. Schadenfreude means when you get happiness out of other people's misfortune. And <laughs> let me tell you, I got a lot of happiness from seeing. And honestly, they, never, they have not posted a single thing about the World Cup since that game. So I got a no, lot of quiet. fear just from knowing that that's it. It's done. They're done watching. They're done yeah. watching. Genius. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's facts. GGs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, that that was a great episode. I think that was a little bit different from our, our usual pace of you know just hammering y'all with injuries and fitness and whatnot. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, of course. And um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace out, guys. Peace.